This is How Did I Get This Far, a podcast tackling the basic skills and knowledge that we all completely missed learning. Soon enough, you'll stop having to ask yourself, how did I get this far? On this episode, wait, the oil in my car only lasts up to five to 10,000 miles? It's time to find out, how did I fix my car this far? Hi everyone, taking care of a car can be truly exhausting, but we are finally giving you the manual on car maintenance. Fueling us with the basics is our guest, Ovet Reynoso. He is known for sharing step-by-step instructions on car and tire repair with his followers on social media. He has been featured on Yahoo Life for making car maintenance less confusing. So let's welcome to the podcast, Ovet. Hey, what's going on? What is up? Okay, so I need to ask, how did car maintenance click for you? Because I don't get it, and you seem to know the basics pretty well. So where did you learn all of this? Um, Well, I learned it growing up, usually from my dad. I was usually just holding a flashlight for him as I grew up when he was working on his cars. (laughs) So that's where most of it came from. And then as I got older, I got kind of scared to ask him because I felt like I should already know it. So it was a mixture of my dad and YouTube amazing because that's exactly how I felt but I did not act on it and learn it so that's where you're gonna come in Uh, I will say the basics on car maintenance is one of my most requested topics Um, specifically shout out to listeners Hannah and Jillian who really wanted more on this Uh, so we're gonna start as basic as possible let's start with the lights that are on your dashboard I know there's like the engine one and like the tire pressure one and probably some others but you know them better so what are those lights on the dashboard how important are they to take care of right away, and what do they mean? Um, I'd say probably the most important one is your check engine light, uh, because I'm well. I'm I live in California, and in order to smog a car, you're going to take care of that check engine light. But in other states, I mean, you could put it off to the side if you'd really want to. But obviously, the check engine light means to check your engine. Something, something's going wrong. There's a sensor, and then another one would probably be your. This is common like all the cars I get in. It's a tire pressure one. It's It has like a circle with like a little exclamation mark in the middle. Either one of your sensors is broken or one of your tires has a hole in it and it's losing air. So you got to add some air. Yeah, I have had that light on for about a month currently on my car. So uh, yeah, one, <laughs> guilty that I'm like, oh, too afraid of That it. one is like super common. The What's another yeah. light? Oh, the battery one on the Dodge vehicles, it's a battery, usually means bad battery or your alternator is going to go out soon. So you might want to take care of that one before your alternator or your battery does go out because then you're going to get stranded. Okay. All right. So I, I want to talk about others. Probably there's some other general car parts that are very crucial. And obviously, there's a million parts to a car. I feel like it's like this very complicated human with all these organs and I get just very overwhelmed. But what are some of the general car parts that we should be paying the most attention to or need the most servicing? Mm, depending on where you live, your windshield wipers. Um, I mean, if it rains a lot, then go ahead and change those, obviously. And then uh, air filters. There's one inside the motor, and then there's one, the cabin air filter, which is inside. The one inside is for your AC if it's not blowing strong enough and either smells funny, you might want to change it out. Uh, your engine one, I'd say probably make sure it's on good. If you do have an aftermarket one, uh, or you might want to clean it out because that's what sucks in air into your motor, and you don't want like debris flying into your motor because then it can mess it up. Gosh, okay, this yeah, this is terrifying, but uh, good, we're getting this out, getting this out. Um, okay, so you had mentioned before about like your um the air filters. Okay, I'd love to dive into that. 
what's the deal with the with what's the deal with cabin air filters? Um, so I'm assuming that is in relation to like the air conditioner and the heater. So if they're not working, you said that they can smell, which is alarming. Um, but what else is going on with that? And is there anything we can do if we notice something might be up with it, or we notice that the air conditioning is not working? Um, like the AC is not working at all. Yeah, or whatever. I don't even know what some other issues might be, but are like what are some causes I guess that can make this happen? Is there anything we can do besides going to a repair uh like a mechanic? Like if your AC is not working, it could be either there's an AC compressor inside your motor, so that might be going out or you might need to add some AC if it's not blowing cold. But then the cabin one is you know how they have that little that little button inside the car which has a little arrow that like there's kind of like a U-turn. Yeah, yeah. When you turn on your AC, recirculating air. So what that does when you have it on, it recirculates the air that's already inside your car. So mm. it blows it out and then it's sucking in through the top of the dash. Whereas if you don't have it on, then it sucks like right on top of your hood. Gosh, okay. I don't know if you watched. Yeah. yeah so is there is is there a, a a bonus a perk to using the air within your car versus i guess was it taking air from outside i don't even know how the science of that works um well that's what the cabin air filter is in there for uh if you don't have the recirculating air on then it's just gonna suck in like fresh air from the outside but then say i know you dri- you've driven on the freeway and you're driving like past like a like a cow farm and you, you get that smell. <laughs> yeah. From, yeah. Manure smell. Yeah. You get that in there. Then you might want to go ahead and turn on the yeah. recirculating air. So you don't get the air from the outside. That stinky Not air. Yet. Okay. Um, another topic I think for the, the basics portion here is um, oil changes. Um, what, is oil for i'm assuming it like liquids up everything inside makes the gears run more smoothly i'm making this up i have no idea um but this question was also really common so shout out to listeners shane natasha nathan they all wanted to know what is up with an oil change obviously in an engine there's a bunch of parts moving up and down you got your pistons and everything just going flowing and what oil does it lubricates all those parts because with the friction Obviously, if there's no oil, then there's going to be, like, wear and tear. There's just – oil is basically to lube everything up so there's less wear and tear. But oil lasts, like, up to five to 10,000 miles, depending on what brand and mm. stuff, uh, because it's going through a lot. So you might want to change it to keep that viscosity level. Gotcha. So you said to lubricate. I said to liquefy. So that shows where we're at in this episode. Um, okay, so I don't know if a coolant has to do with – cabin air filters or if that is at all in association with the air in your car i have no idea what a coolant is um or what the right level is i just know that's also something on the dashboard so what is coolant oh okay when you need to add coolant when it says add coolant uh well coolant is uh it keeps your motor running colder because i literally thought it was something about the temperature in your car it has nothing to do with the air in your car um no, I wouldn't say so. <laughs> I mean, if you don't have coolant, then your car is going to run like super hot and you might get some of it inside. But with coolant, it keeps your engine running cooler. So Okay, so it has to do with your engine's temperature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I never knew that. Yeah, that's the, it keeps your engine running cooler. It keeps, keeps it from heating up because if, you, if you're running with no coolant and it heats up, then... Heat is another factor which could damage your engine. 
Okay, so is coolant something that you purchase the same way as like oil? When you're like adding oil, you add coolant. Is that like a physical thing? Um, yeah, but with the thing with coolant, it doesn't need to be changed as often as oil does. Oh, okay. So that's pretty neat. That that is very neat. Um, okay. What about okay? This is my last like basic question. What about jump starting a car? So from what I this is like my knowledge so far. That is when someone's battery's dead. Somebody else has a battery that's not dead. They have these cables and they, I guess, turn their car on to share some electricity or something like that. Um, am I even close or like what's going on there? Uh, yeah, you're correct. Uh, I think you're pretty spot. All right. Okay. Uh, all right. <laughs> so yeah, basically. One car's battery is dead. Either they were just chilling in the parking lot with their music on, and uh, or it could be just a bad battery. So then you call up your friend, tell him to come over. Hey, I need a jump start. He either says yes or no, you're stranded there. <laughs> and um, so if he does come by and comes by with the jumper cables, obviously uh, his car keeps on, and then you char- basically charge your battery with his battery. But now you need to change your battery because it's gone a little bad. Okay, so it is. It's not always the case that if for some reason your battery's dead, that you can just get it to fix with somebody else's battery. You can get it to turn on to go get home. Okay, but there's a but good then, sign that you need to get that replaced. Yeah, either that or the alternator. The alternator is what uh, what recirculates power back into the battery and keep it like, you know, keep the voltage okay. and everything. Okay, so there's a, there's a chance the battery is okay. We just need the the alternator, which is a, a, a yeah. new word for me. Okay, awesome. All right, well, we're going to move on to the topic that does have the most requested question I've ever had with this podcast. So we're going to work our way there when it comes to tires. Um, so let's say you hit a pothole or you just you heard a sound or you see the air pressure light is on. How do you know if it's going to become a flat tire or that it might just be low tire pressure and it's not that, like, serious um well for starters uh probably just look at the side of your door and fill up the because on the side of your door has uh what psi to put your tires on so Mm -hmm. if that light does come on then go to your nearest gas station or your friend that has a an air machine and uh fill up your tires to the correct psi and the light comes on again then either one of your tires is losing air like has a hole in it a little nail or it could be that the inside the sensor inside the tire there's a sensor which tells you it's losing air that sensor could be bad is there like um a specific way to ensure if it's if it's like really really low is that to indicate that okay okay there might be like a nail in the tire or is there like a surefire way to know that it's something less than zen's yeah there could be a okay it could be two to three things it could be nail on the tire uh either the tire is really old and it's getting little cracks in it so the air is coming out or your rim is bent which is less likely the case okay what i hear when it comes to when it's simple it's just okay like normal low tire pressure is that there was just a lot of change in temperature um and like the tires, I guess, I don't know, expand or something, but that's just usually what a normal person tells me. Is that, is that a thing? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard that too. Um, with climate change, it could, uh, expand the tire. So okay. you could either raise or low in your PSI. All right. And then when are you to replace or rotate your tires? When is like the time to do that? To replace your tires? Well, I mean, just look at them. I mean, <laughs> just look at them. <laughs> 
Yeah, I'd say just <laughs> look at him because I run mine pretty bald uh, sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Cause, Have uh, you heard yeah. of the penny trick? Oh yeah, I've heard of that one. Uh, me personally, I don't I don't use it because uh, I just I just look at them and be like, oh damn, they need to be changed. Yeah, but, <laughs> maybe that's that's yeah. really more of it. <laughs> yeah, because. I mean, the penny trick, you just put it and then you just see if it's lower than the head, then you got to change it, obviously. But I mean, you can tell by looking at it. If it looks pretty bald, then you got to change it, you know? <laughs> All right. So that does lead me to the most requested question I've had. I'm going to just name some of the listeners. So Shane, Kaylee, Ashley, Natasha, Kelsey, Beatrice, Jess, Raina, Molly, all requested to know the basics on changing a tire. Now, I get that this is just audio, so I don't know how much we can get into it, but is there any simple way to explain how to do that? By changing a tire, do they mean, because I mean, you wouldn't be able to physically do it at home unless you have the machine to like take the tire off of the rim and put the new one on. But if they mean like changing a tire from like, you get a flat tire on the, on the freeway and you want to change it to the spare. Yeah. Uh, most cars do come with like a, like a little repair kit with the spare. You just take all that out, put the little jack under there, get the car jacked up, and then uh, they come with a tool to take the little lug nuts off that hold the tire on place, and then just take the tire off and then put the spare on, put the lug nuts lug nuts back on, take it off of the jack. But you can't run it on that tire. On that spare tire, you can't. You have to probably just drive down to the tire shop and get a new tire. Oh, so so when do you use a spare tire then? Uh, the spare tire is for like if you get a flat and you can't get to a certain place. Like if you get a flat on the street and there's a there's a tire repair shop right down the street, uh, you could most likely drive on the flat there slowly. Mm. But in most cases, just switch it out with the spare. Got it. So I can't actually switch it to the spare. I have to kind of just get that flat as good as possible to make it to some, to somebody that has the tools? Well, the spare comes with like a rim and the tire on there. So you're able to grab the spare. Oh. Take your, take your whole flat and flat tire with the rim off and then grab the spare with the rim and then put it on. Oh, so the spare is like, hey, like we got you. Like we're pretty much ready to go. Just get us on you. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, so. Okay. Uh, yeah, see, that shows how much I know, because I didn't even know that the spare looked different than a regular tire, so. Oh, yeah, I'm sure you've seen people driving on the freeway with, like, three of the same tire, and then they got the front right or the front left, or yeah. one of them would look like a little black donut. Yeah, oh, uh, okay. Yeah, that, that's the spot. that's the, the spare. That means they've been having a rough day. Got it. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh okay awesome yeah and i'm sure we'll we'll share some visuals more on um on the tires but i think that's a really great start um okay so we're gonna go into going to a mechanic because i know this is where at least i know i get really overwhelmed i give my dad a call every time that i go to a mechanic because i'm always worried that they're trying to upsell me and that i'm getting the wrong thing because they're like okay what kind of package do you want and i'm like i literally don't know because i clearly didn't even know what a tire was so uh so we'll go over some of the basics on this before we go to a mechanic are there any simple aspects of a car that we really could have handled on our own and didn't need to go to a car mechanic uh in most cases yes everything is just a matter of bolts and 
taking off the bolts, putting the new thing on, taking that old thing off and putting the new one back on and you're good to go. Mm -hmm. I remember I had the, the, the left turn signal on my car once. It was like blinking really fast. I thought that absolutely meant that the bulb was out but then I, I went to um, a car repair a car repair place right by my house um, just out of desperation I was like hey don't please don't make me go all the way to a actual place that fixes my car I said hey I don't know if I need a new bulb can you just tell me like what's going on with my car and they said it could be multiple things which overwhelmed me because I'm like I don't have enough room in my my head to understand multiple um, causes but he said that it was a matter of corrosion which from what I recall, meant that like with humidity or rain or whatever, water can get into the space between, I guess, like the bulb and where the metal that it touches on the bulb and it gets kind of like rusty or something. I don't know. Uh, totally. It totally worked. He just took this like, I don't know, like sandpaper or something and just like rubbed the inside of like where the bulb goes in and it worked. I don't know if it was temporary fix or like a permanent one, uh, but it worked. But, yeah, he was like, yeah, we have to kind of analyze and diagnose. I'm like, what are we, like, in the ER? Like, I don't understand. Um, so I, I, do you have any other advice when it comes to, like, your headlights or your taillights, your fog lights? I don't even know what those lights are. Um, but do you have any other input on those? Yeah, usually when it blinks fast, it could mean just either, a, like, say you have your left blinker on and uh, it's blinking really fast. Then it could be either just a bulb, uh, either the front or the back. But... That's most cases. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, it, you kind of just have to go to someone and analyze all those different options. Yeah. But I mean, you could just try uh, going to your local uh, auto shop and grabbing a new bulb, asking for a bulb for your your specific car and plugging it in. And if it stops and boom, you got it. But if it's <laughs> still doing it, then yeah, I think you might need to take it to a local mechanic. All right. So let's, let's go to when we go to a mechanic. What are they typically like? What's in a typical regular car maintenance check? Like, do you know, like, what are kind of the most crucial things that need to be covered in them? Oil is a main factor because if everything inside your motor is not old, looped up. Um, okay, so let's talk about oil for a second because I know there's those different packages there's like synthetic oil, regular, and then there's like the blend. What are those? What does that mean? What's the right one to pick? What's the deal? Um, it's just sort of what your car takes. Uh, if you're buying a car new off the lot, then, uh, ask them if they're already running the synthetic blend, because once you go synthetic, then you can't like go back. Oh, really? Yeah. That's like, once you make that choice, you just have to commit to that. Yeah. You have to keep going, uh, synthetic. Dang. Um, and then all those numbers that you see on the thing, like the 5W, 10W, 30, 25, 5W, 25, whatever. Um, so 5W, the way I like to look at it is 5W, the first number is how thick it is when it's cold. So 5W, like 5W, the W stands for winter. That's how I look at it. <laughs> so the first number is how, when it's cold, now when the car's warmed up, then that's how thick it becomes. So yeah, every car has their different specific oil they run. Some cars run 5W25, 5W30, 10W30. It's just whatever the make wanted to run on it okay is there one like do you ever feel like a mechanic is ever trying to upsell like which packages right or are they being do you think they're being sincere when they're like no you really need the synthetic oil that's the best one for your car uh, okay um i've tested it out where i've gone to some of those old change places and uh 
uh, yeah, they do the oil change, but then they're like, oh, you want to get this one or you want to get that one? What package do you want to get? Um, I feel like, not too sure, don't quote me on it, but I think they make a commission on what they sell because towards the end, they're like, oh, you also need some coolant or you also need this. So, I mean, I, I can see why they would do that. Yeah, yeah. I always worry that and that's why I always panic. I'm like, dad, they said that I also need like this air filter change. But like, I don't know. What do you think? He's like, I'm not with your car, Amanda. I don't know. Just say no. And, <laughs> and then I'm like leaving with a car that like needed new windshield wipers like three years ago. And I'm like, no, they tried to upsell me. My windshield wipers kind of work. Oh, my God. Yeah, I seen a, a video on YouTube of uh, so there was this group of people. They they did all their oil change and made it brand new. They changed everything basically. And they took it to an oil change place. And uh, so everything was brand new. And they went ahead and did the oil change before checking it. Uh, they charged them for it. And then they said that you're going to need new tranny fluid, new uh, windshield wiper fluid, all this and that. But they had just changed everything on it. So. Oh, I mean, see, that's like yeah. so terrifying. Okay, but we're in the right to be a little cautious. So yeah. do you have any tricks for knowing for sure if they're upselling or if you could do without it? I'd say probably to be on the safe side, ask one of your uh, car friends first before going. <laughs> All right, well, now I got you, so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, because, I mean, no one's going to, your friends aren't going to lie to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the, the car repair is always like so terrifying. Do you ever recommend going to like one of those repair shops versus like the car service with your car dealer? Okay, yeah. Now, now one of those car shops, like one of your local mechanics, like an AutoZone, Pep Boy. I don't even know where to, to people go, or like even like a collision center. I don't know. Do collision centers ever help you? Because I, okay, I, obviously, I keep bringing up a collision center. There's one that's literally two houses away from me. And I'm like, hey, my car can can get here. And like, I love you guys. Like, can you just like, tell me what's going on here? Uh, but like, where do you I guess, where do you recommend if you think you have a car issue? What's the best bang for your buck on getting it fixed? Ooh, dang. I'd say probably just like, because AutoZone, I don't think they'd be able to help you if, like, there's a big issue like that. I mean, they're able to change, like, your windshield wipers, uh, I think coolant. I'm not so sure. But your basic stuff, AutoZone, and then uh, for oil changes and all those air filters, then you can go to one of those service places. But as far as, like, mechanics and stuff like that, probably one of your local mechanics that's trustworthy. Because most of the time, what I've seen, what they like to do is – oh, it could be this, and then they make you buy that part. So now you have that part brand new, but then you still have that issue. So then now you end up spending more money than you needed to. Right, yeah. That's like the biggest fear is like, are we spending too much money? Um, Perfect. Okay, awesome. Well, for those who are listening who want to continue to learn more about cars, since I know we kind of only touched on the basics, um, but if they want to continue learning or get some more visuals in association with this, where can we direct people? Uh, you can send them either to my TikTok, which is Ovet underscore Reynoso. And then that's also my uh, Instagram and TikTok. Perfect. Yeah, I know. You got like all these amazing videos that make it look pretty easy. Of course, like to me, I'm still like terrified, but it looks approachable. So I, I appreciate those videos. Yeah. And uh, what's crazy is I, that's not even what I wanted to do. I mean, look, you got something going here. Like you, you know your stuff about cars, and you you dumbed it down for me. So thank you so much for that. <laughs> um, well, thank you. We are going to be pressing on the brakes uh, on this episode. So thank you again for being on the show. And 
So everyone listening, thanks for sparing some of your time. And if you aren't tired uh, of my puns yet, then get ready because next week we're going to cover another basic skill. So thanks, everybody, and take care. I hope this episode helped. Please subscribe, rate, and review to support the podcast. And follow along for more hacks, tips, and failed attempts on Instagram at How Did I Get This Far Pod. Well, that's as far as we will get for now. I'm Amanda Ogan. Thanks for listening.